0: Welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. My name's Robert. This is John. Before we get into the show, I noticed that we weren't recording for the first few minutes. Rookie mistake. We're going to go right into talking about actors and social media. Yeah, but do you think like if Robert Downey Jr. screenshot like part of his new outfit or something,
1: they're going to penalize him? Like, But the thing is, they're not. Yeah. But, you know, they just don't want that happening to a certain point you know because hey if something leaks out robert downey jr like here's i don't know if he's he's not iron man anymore but like he's passing the baton on but like if he tweets out like you know a piece of the costume or even the the set it's still advert advertisement for the show well yeah for the movie yeah
0: there'll be about a two-hour discussion about it and then it'll just be on the ether for the rest of the time yeah. it'll just be at reddit the rest of the time did yeah. everyone see this everyone see this and then until the next thing comes yeah. out and then, no.
1: no one cares absolutely no it's great i mean look at the rock his um instagram site i mean he's like he's like on the set doing different uh right. set pieces of his own what he's wearing he's got like, other cast members in it and, right you know it's it's a different time now it's it's
0: well and two, it's like unless you're gonna accidentally tweet the spoiler but I think most of these people actors for the most part like The Rock or even Robert Downey Jr. they know right you know they're they know they're not we're not going to give away what the ending is or something major that's not even going to be you know in the trailer something you know or, or the secret appearance of someone that it's like oh okay that's going to give away the Stan Lee cameo even though everyone knows Stan Lee's going to be in it no yeah. one's giving away where he's going to be or whatever so The Rock almost seems like he has a team I mean, I'm sure he has a team. Yeah. I just wonder if it filters through. Like, oh, I took all these photos. Which ones can I use? Or do you think he's actually on the fly? I just took a photo and he just tweets it.
1: Well, I <laughs> see. That's, that's a good question. I mean, I know that um, The Rock has a huge following. Like studios, there are departments now who sort reach out to right. people like that. Like Kevin Hart, they did that because right. he has like you know millions of followers, and it takes a lot of work to, to get those followers. Um, and you gotta you know update your. It's all about content, right? Like new content, so you have to update it every day. And The Rock does that. I'm sure they have a, a system in place where they you know vet you know what's right. going out. Uh, he does a lot of stuff for ballers, right? You now uh, a lot of hbo posters that he puts up um and i'm sure he works with the digital department at hbo you know you think about it there's no amount of there's no campaign that hbo can put out there that will be as powerful as the rock's personal like account right because it'll get forwarded or retweeted or
0: re-instagrammed or whatever and and it's just sort of like that where you've just hit 40 million people as opposed to someone walking by your poster at the mall if anyone goes to malls
1: uh, <laughs> anymore, <right? laughs> or they create actual physical posters, in exactly. Them. Or they do the uh, like every time online. Every time I, I go to my email or or, mm. or to any site, you know, there's about four uh, ads of what I just looked at or what I just thought right. about. Even it's like it's it's very scary. But you know, e- even that yeah. is yeah. not as intrusive or powerful as you know the Rock. And if you also think about it. HBO, if they really set up all this stuff in his contract, he would have to put, okay, well, how much money am I getting paid to right. promote every day? Now they're like, wouldn't it be cool? They're probably suggesting, wouldn't it be cool if you did this on the set? Wouldn't it be cool if, right, because, because it's free?
0: Yeah. Cause and normally he would just tweet his workouts, his arms, his dogs and right. his, what he's eating. He's exactly. not like, why should I promote the show? I don't know about your thing you're working on, but we have a social media producer in our staff and crew.
1: Oh, wow. I no, no, him. we don't have
0: that. Uh, I'm sure it's a, a 20-year-old kid with a snap Snapchat account, basically. Oh, they, they all are. <laughs> we had one. Uh, I worked on a show last summer, and we had a social media producer. I think that's what just they go by or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a guy that had, I mean, he had the logins to all our show accounts. like Or not our personal accounts, but the ones that promoted the show. We would filter content to him like oh send us the bloopers as opposed to even a dvd blooper reel which mm-hmm. kind of is going away now because of people buying not buying dvds right but he literally would just put up hey everyone don't forget to see the craziness this week and they would post a blooper on instagram and then retweet something on twitter i was like i can't believe this is a job like it, he's a really i mean right, right. smart guy because he is putting together packages per se like he is your promo department now. And instead of 20 people in a meeting talking about what's funnier for the world, he literally just goes in there with maybe the star or something going, yeah, I'm going to use this blooper. And then all the stars that have counts retweet it. So,
1: wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny, um...
0: but it would have to be like, you're saying it has to be in his contract. Like, look, I'm busy. I'm the rock. I work all the time. Right. And if I'm not on set, I'm in my trailer working do you want me to spend, you know, 20 minutes putting out this I I want something
1: yeah. out of it. No, no, absolutely. And and he just I mean, if you just look at it, He's so happy to do it and that's that's part of the draw. It's like, wow, he's so excited about literally that guy who's just excited right. about everything he's doing, which which is great. But I know initially he, it had to be, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if you did this?" "Hey, that that sight." And you know, I was looking at um like, good morning, America, or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, Sean Hayes, um, I guess had started something with his friend where they would just lip sync current hits, okay, and they would put themselves on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it got this huge following. And he said it got to the point where s- music, uh, labels were calling them mm-hmm. saying, I think it would be cool if you did this, you know, right. or that. And he's like, i think it would be cool if you paid us to do this right in that it was like wow yeah i mean that's great like if i if i, I thought i put myself in his shoes i'd be like oh yeah cool i'll do that but you know to sort of monetize this right. whole thing because it's it is like eyes you know it's, right. it's an audience that he has I, mean, I could say worked hard for him he's just with his buddy you know, right. in a room lip syncing right? With a camera on him or an, even well, an iPhone. Well probably because like,
0: with someone like Sean Hay he's probably working on a show or creating a show because that's what he does now and right. probably just to blow off steam. You know you're in a writer's room for 15 hours someone does something they're posting that for fun.
1: Yeah. You know then all of a
0: sudden like you said someone's like hey you know it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Adele has a new song and we would love to cross promote and it's like
1: we're actually busy writing. We yeah. do that when we're bored. You know? Exactly. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm I'm busy. You know, I can't these things <clears throat> do take time away from right. my schedule. I can't just for free right. do this. If you're gonna pay me to do it and make it another quote unquote job, then right. then yeah. Excuse me. I'm sure the Rock is you know, has that in his contract. And
0: I'm sure it's not him i don't know him but he seems not like i don't um, picture him going doing fast date oh by the way i need a million for instagram that's probably his people no it's it's definitely his people he's probably just excited to be working and posting stuff but then it's just something like it's some sort of weird kickback that he never sees because he gets a you know a check no matter what and it's just sort of like we put a little extra in there for your uh your tweeting or whatever yeah well, and I think, oddly enough, since we're talking about it, I think he was just announced as the highest paid actor of the year. Really? I mean, something like $64 million or something. <laughs> wow.
1: Really? I didn't know that. Wow. He well, he works. I mean, once again, he's in every movie. He works so – yeah, exactly. Yeah. In every movie, we talk about uh, The Rock all the time. Uh, we're sort of obsessed with The Rock. And everything, almost everything we sort of dreamcasted you know, uh, movies or sequels for, you know, and it's been the rock invariably like he's been it, like he's been in it. I mean, the big one is fast, the fast and the furious. Right. And you know, there he is. And now he's like a huge part of the right. fast and the furious. Well, and
0: that's the thing. It's like, people are now seeing it because of him. No one's going for Vin Diesel and Vin's okay. I mean, there's nothing yeah, exactly. wrong with him, but it's like, now it's like it branched out to a different franchise now like these next three of fast movies eight nine and ten it's basically the rock with vin diesel right it's not i'm sure vin diesel thinks of it as vin diesel with the rock of course um, well yeah
1: (laughs) but vin diesel i just it'd be awesome if vin diesel would just like they would just cut away to vin diesel doing the rihanna stay like in his hotel room or something yeah there's one thing of uh the rock tweeting a
0: photo of him doing 22 push-ups in a half a second because you know he's the rock with his (laughs) dog but then you have vin diesel like creepily dancing to a song where you're like I think he might be drunk yeah exactly I think he had
1: to be drunk or maybe he wasn't maybe that's just who Vin is
0: yeah and then I don't know that I think circulated for the wrong reasons like what's going on with Vin (laughs)
1: exactly we should be worried about Vin mouths agape at the rock for just you know either 22 push-ups in a half second or like taking a uh an 18-wheeler tire with a chain around his neck and doing you know uh those like pull-ups or something like that yeah Yeah, it's like it's just crazy
0: but it's so weird to think like with the vin and
1: rock or whatever is that
0: these are the biggest stars right now they're the highest paid people i mean obviously the rock i think they accumulate all the movies he did right and more vin is i think i mean he's done some clunkers like his his gold is the fast series yeah like no one went and saw witch hunter I right, don't know if anyone cares about triple x three
1: i don't i don't I don't know either um but you're right the, he has made the fast the fast series he has his deal i think I read about this where his deal is such that you know he's making so much money on this on and this script stuff. approval like yeah, script the, uh, approval he can do whatever he wants set you know and right. um you know he's he's earned that right
0: oh yeah, that's the thing he worked roundaboutly to get there because i always live my favorite story of his is that they wanted him back for uh, fast two or whatever yeah too fast too furious and he was one is the one at 20 million and they're like well yeah you're good you're not 20 million good his career started fading then tokyo drift happened mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i think he came back for the fourth one at like a cut rate it was like eight million or something like it would it's eight million dollars yeah but because i think he made a half a million on the first one But he came back and the series launched from there. He knew he was the star that he is now, but he was trying to ego it after one movie. Right. You know, you do one unexpected car movie that did well, that no one thought was, it was a good movie, but no one thought it was going to be the franchise that it is now. But then to like, ballsily just go, yeah, I want 20 million for the next one. What? (laughs)
1: We're we're making a car movie. (laughs) No, I know. That's, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of got a, be in the camp of the actor like if he said i want 20 million dollars and he could get it then you know if you could yeah. get it yeah but you gotta know the studio after that is not gonna give really anybody 20 million dollars. yeah especially
0: when you're for when it's it wasn't his first movie but it was his breakout movie yeah. yeah maybe they paid him a half a million dollars and all of a sudden it made you know whatever fast one made maybe 200 million dollars or something based on their what 30 million dollar budget or whatever it was yeah but then to just, like, think all of a sudden that was all you. It was like that was a culmination of things. It was like you right. was Paul Walker. It was the fact that it hit in 99 for some reason was the right magic spot for a movie about cars, you know. So, <laughs> I know. yes, if you deserve it, you deserve it. You know, like The Rock now goes, it's like, hey, we want you to do, you know, what is it, San Andreas 2. We're just, we're going to pay you $30 million. Okay. You know, they would just, they're automatically just going to give it to him because his movies are now proven – He's the uh, Will Smith of now.
1: Yeah, and he's also the um, the heir to what they were looking for—the heir to Schwarzenegger, that sort of muscle-bound action hero who could be charismatic, and you know people can go go see. And he is that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's
0: this generation's sort of Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was like your everyman action hero. Even though The Rock is four times the size of everyone, right. he still kind of plays the everyman. Whereas, I think Stallone and Schwarzenegger were always bigger. Like he's big. I don't know. I think I'm trying to figure out how like to say it. It's like he's all those rolled up because he's just so he's that person. He's all of them. He could be in all those films. Like you put him as the Terminator, he'd be great. He'd be, but he would he couldn't have been in one because you would never buy him as menacing. Yeah. Like he's menacing, but you just laugh. He's the friend Terminator, starting from T two. Like yeah. he's the one that's going to protect you. Right. And have a good line here and there. What Stallone? I guess you could be Rocky, but you'd always be on his side. I guess. Like you would always be on his side, even and if he, he lost, you'd be
1: on his side. It's like whatever. Look but at I. Him. But I think you're right, though. I mean, I think it just it speaks to you know, sort of you know, be that guy, but like speaks to the lack of stars that we have today that can sort of open movies you know you have the rock and then you're right who who is going to be this generation sort of stallone willis i guess i got a point to the rock you know if you were to sort of recast i remember years ago trying to convince people that they were going to uh make a new version of rocky Right, and they were casting uh, Channing Tatum as as Rocky, you know, the most serious face I could do, and right. and it was like, okay, yeah, I think Channing Tatum. Now, this was kind of before the Rock had just signed an overall deal with Hollywood that he has to be in everything.
0: Right. Was this when he was still the Rock Johnson? And yeah. now he's not just Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. before he's just Dwayne this was Johnson. was like when
1: he was like teetering between Dwayne and like you know that guy was like, I want to reclaim my name. You know, right. I want to be Dwayne Johnson. And everybody's like, eh now you're the rock. But now, you know Yeah because
0: those movies were always like starring The Rock. Yeah. And then in the credits it
1: would say Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. The rock Johnson. Dwayne. Yeah. And it's like like mm, Dwayne Johnson No you better go with The Rock. You know, Channing Tatum now like I don't know. I don't know if I'd go Channing Tatum. But back no. then it was like, okay, who could look like – who could I buy as Rocky right. to look like him? But I don't know if the character that Stallone created – I don't know right. if, if, I'd, if we'd be able to go there emotionally with, with Channing Tatum. We might. Yeah. But, but I
0: think that's the thing. It's like with something like that, yes, they'll remake it. They sort of did with Creed, which is probably the best Rocky remake right. – there is, while still passing a torch, sort of thing. Right. Like no, it was great. Oddly enough, saw part of it today. It was on, and I got sucked in. Yeah, like that was the closest to a real Rocky film that we had since. I, I even I like the last one. I like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I was like depressing and fighting, but it was good. I mean, it was this fact that like, yeah, Channing Tatum. Could he? Would you buy him as just some sort of street boxer that? meets the right trainer and it's like hey you're gonna have it kid but i don't know it's like channing's like like oh, he's perfect i'm not a big i'm not a fan yeah. i mean it, i don't dislike him yeah don't ask my wife she that is that's her daryl hannah oh. <laughs> uh, and daryl hannah and uh there's someone else that are that are her bane i don't know why she has no reason why she always says like i don't know why i've just never liked daryl hannah and then when channing started to break out and all this film she's like that's the male daryl Hannah, <laughs> and that's always stuck with me because the male daryl Hannah. it's just yeah like i think if you're going to do rocky you just can't go name like you just have to find nobody like i mean if you're doing the rock you're make you're not making rocky you know you're making an a version of what rocky is as a movie's core you know what i mean like yeah. because you watch rocky now like the version it's slow but, I mean, that's also 1977. Right. It's, or yeah, I did watch it. It's very, it's very slow. You're, right. You're um, right. And then that's what was great about Creed is they updated what movies are now, but still had a very emotional core. Like, Absolutely. I think still, even if you didn't have Stallone, I think Creed would have still been a great film. By having him there, it really tied everything together, that storyline. And I don't know what – because I think when they Ryan Coogler have a, a script – with and without stallone if they couldn't get him
1: i don't like, know i didn't hear that i know that he
0: i know he was wanting him no matter what but he was going to make the film if he could with or without him
1: yeah i think that he sort of wanted to do this this creed and wanted to for a long time mm-hmm. and so before fruitvale station mm-hmm. he went to meet with uh Forrest Whitaker, and just sort of spewed out some ideas he had of course uh forrest you know loved what he had to say um love Fill station and uh you know i think creed was one of those things where he said uh, you know i, I want to do this thing about uh i think at the time what i read was that it was going to be uh apollo's grandson but right it, that was the initial right.
0: i think the initial pitch was apollo's grandkid. like time would have passed like rocky would have probably been had passed away yeah. or something like that
1: yeah so yes yeah. great so it, it's now you know it's the son i mean it, it works i know ryan coogler um has said that his dad had gone through his dad who was you know he's like this superhuman guy and, mm-hmm. you know son's eyes and right he's sort of a, a big guy a tough guy and then he had this he got cancer and, mm. and he just saw him break down couldn't bear to see like Hulk before you know right. become what he had become, and that was sort of the uh, the catalyst for for doing the movie. Um, and I thought that that sort of emotional center of the movie really, really worked. Right. It sort of it sort of gave Rocky a real legitimacy in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought. Nice to do a, a review on Creed, but you know, it could easily be from what you're saying, it could easily be like, okay, we can do this without Stallone. Right. Like, you could easily have done Creed. Like, if he had passed, mm-hmm. it's just a story of him. Right. Very compelling. You know, Apollo's grandkid, you know, he tries to come into his own. Very compelling.
0: Well, it, and it would have worked in the sense that you wouldn't have been making a Rocky film without Rocky. You were going to take the ideas of name recognition, which I'm not a big fan of. Like, you're taking Creed, which is a name recognition from the Rocky movie. It's not like yeah. you're taking a Creed already had his film. It's from... You know, he was only in those, what, three. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it was the third one he died with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Um, but yeah, it gave it a legitimacy of it being a continuation and a story and an emotional center for everyone.
1: Yeah. No, no, definitely. And in it, in it, I don't care who you are, you want to, like, you're still behind the quote-unquote underdog right. of Rocky. So you want to see Rocky... Now he's he's in another fight in this movie, right? You know, and you want to see him beat that, and 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 you still you remember you know the Italian stallion and the the old Rocky films, and you still want him to like you like come on champ, like get up, right? So that is like built in when you're watching it, and you know it is it is it's it's very emotional to see him sort of stumbling and falling and right and then you know that
0: moment which it's weird the second time because when i first saw creed i thought it was great and yeah. then like i said it was on this morning i caught like the last half or whatever but fully and once again that was the directing on that movie was yeah. i don't know if anyone else could have made it yes yeah you know, it's like someone huge like yeah i think yeah spielberg would have made a different film but i think what ryan did is he made like a current movie feel classic yeah his style of filming the fight scenes were so different than the any of the Rocky films. Like, even the mm-hmm. bad ones where those were still very standard. Like, he took an idea and made it new. But, like, what caught me, that hit me a little more this time, was the end when they're going up the stairs. Like, they're just walking up the steps. Like, he's taking right. Creed up the steps. And yeah, yeah. and he, he almost can't make it. So, Rocky's like, I just need a breath. And then, you know uh, – creed is just uh come, <laughs> just call him creed uh is just like come on can't stop you gotta keep doing it and then they get to the top and then he just talks about seeing the city and seeing your life and you're like oh shit that works like it worked more the second time for some reason it was a great scene in the movie when i saw it but the second time it like it hit harder or something it was it felt more emotional it was like yeah oh wow this i Uh-oh. guess i get it now like i get the emotional connection with rocky the steps creed the passing of everything and i was like fuck oh, give ryan
1: every movie <laughs> right yeah I, I just i mean ryan just uh, personally I, I i went to usc to the film school and, and he did too uh he was there after i was but um just just his story right you now um I, I mean i don't know what he's been open about but just talking to a friend who went went to the uh friend of mine went to was there at the same time and is a good friend of his and you know just just the adversity that he came, you know, mm-hmm. from at, at film school to now, right? You know, just to see that and and to see, you know, I've seen uh, quite a few interviews with him. Um, very humble guy, mm-hmm. uh, really humble guy, and but just 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 really smart. I mean, you can really see that in in the direction actually uh, worked at in office, uh, who uh, the tenant who was in that office before us was, mm-hmm. was Creed. Creed Post. And um you know, I just hear he was this very quiet, you know, laid back guy, just, mm-hmm. you know, um but really all about the edit, all about trying to make the film work and right. and, you know, tirelessly just trying to, 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 to make the best movie he could. It's great. I also heard that uh there were these like rappers who would just pop by to to uh get there you know song in the, oh, in the okay. movie yeah you yeah know? yeah and it's like hey you know check out my song you know and he was like entertain them but right. you know he was like i just want to get back to to really <laughs> editing my movie you know well, and it's, he's like look this is kind of my first big film yeah. i
0: don't know if i have that much say in totally the the music choices and especially if someone's
1: just popping by yeah exactly it's like all right well okay you know and right. I've, I've heard that before <laughs> that people just like send you stuff and i'm not talking right. i'm not talking about like low level oh yeah yeah. Just, hey you know just, we, we can do this i can put this in the movie and it's like all right the soundtrack is fine but you really want it and i know that um i'm pretty sure ryan is like I, the soundtrack is fine but i'm really into the emotion of the piece the story how is it working how is it tracking um, wow. am i getting out of it what you know all that i want um and that's what he was focused on. Right. Um, and I know that that was the case because if you look at Fruit, Fruitville Station, the music choices, the score choices that he has, a very, um, I think he had a European um, uh, composer. And just the uh, the choices, the music choices mm. uh, that, that were in that film, I thought, really added to the emotion of it. Right. Um where usually if a big studio were doing that movie you know they would say okay let's light up the soundtrack with right. you know drake or uh kanye and let's stu- frank Ocean. And it, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like no it's like that's not remember right. that's that's like a, a it's basically a my movie's now a vehicle for that soundtrack and so he's like that's not what i want and you it's know? not when you say character was you know you know based on
0: true stories yeah. so it, it but it was like it that wasn't like if it'd be one thing if that's what he was doing in the beginning or something like that was his thing right He'd listen to this music okay right. it worked but that has nothing to do with it and that wasn't and it's such like an not an easy out or a go-to that would have been an easy thing because i'm sure he would have gotten money like it's like hey you know we'll throw some more money at you if you want to put these songs in it oh great, I'll, I'll take your money. Right, right. But it's like that was – that's not what that movie is. Like you don't need that for that movie, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I think that there are some other movies that are out there that, you know, do have a loaded soundtrack that it just kills it. And it's right. like if you just sort of strip that away and had a more – I do want to say traditional score, but something that really – Makes you more dialed into the characters and the and the emotions uh, and, and, and the story, um, then it would have been a, a a better film. Sometimes like a markedly better film, right? Um, you know, I know some people want you to leave the theater go, oh, you I'm in the tune of this song, right. but it's like, I don't know, you I me. Mean, and a friend and maybe two other people saw Ben-Hur this past weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and <laughs> it was like, you know, the music... Got any Drake cho- in it? <laughs> the music, well, like the music choices throughout were, like, traditional. Like, oh, okay. Of the period. like it, it, Big score. And, yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, there's always the credit song that right. cannot be of the... It has to be some, like, I think it was... Sia or Rihanna or someone that the the end song, which right. is like, okay, it's 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 not it's not bad, but right. it's like, if I had just watched a great epic, which I don't think it necessarily is, but if I had just watched and then I heard that, it's like, like in the like in the Lord of the Rings, you know, there's there's a a credit song, but it's sort of like they sort of use instruments of. of period because yeah <laughs> Lord of the Rings. but it, but it, <laughs> that natural period time exactly, period of middle earth exactly it definitely was of the character of that world right where i can where i'm like i'm still sort of transported but um you know they, you know making it current making it up to date. i know i get it but like but don't just make it so that it, it just completely it's it completely right divorces yourself from like what you just saw
0: yeah like You get the end of Lincoln, and all of a sudden there's a Limp Biscuit song over the end credits, (laughs) and you're just like, "Wait, why did you do this?" I'm just a big fan of the music. He's rapping about Lincoln. It's like, what? (laughs) It's like, it's crazy.
1: You know, I, I I don't know. Maybe, you know, in a few several years, it's like, oh yeah, of course. Like that's what we're doing now. But it just doesn't seem like it goes with that. Like if you have a period piece, I think that at least creatively you should try to like
0: because at that point
1: you have a soundtrack with one song
0: on it yeah basically like if that's your thing if Ben-Hur is all score basically you know orchestra and everything and then you end up with a Rihanna song you're not gonna buy the soundtrack that has the one Rihanna song you're gonna iTunes that one Rihanna song exactly which she could have put out regardless of Ben-Hur even if Ben-Hur ended up being a hit she's Rihanna she's gonna sell a song regardless right so I don't understand that is a weird choice yeah it was just like
1: belting out and it's like the song and i'm like this yeah it just didn't
0: do you think it harkens to the fact that like we're both not old but older yeah we we remember movies from the 80s by actually going to the theater and seeing them very fondly there's no themes anymore like the caddyshack or ghostbusters there's no songs anymore that represent that movie you know footloose had a song called footloose from you know kenny loggins basically was every person but then you had ghostbusters ray parker jr or huey Lewis in the news depending on the the lawsuit yeah <laughs> um is that a thing that can even happen that yeah, there's songs that are associated with movies but there's not the theme anymore it's like even like tv there's no more well there's no more opening credits anymore really you have a 10 second sting and then you have your show i just remember everyone had a song and like you their songs now i hear now going oh my god that's that movie that's the goonies right or whatever you know or footloose or anything from the 80s basically had a song associated with it and do you think that's they think that's still gonna happen and people like once again i didn't really buy soundtracks though i mean i was a kid i had a few i think my mom bought me a few on vinyl but i wasn't sitting there going oh my god i love this song i just hear footloose and i know what i'm thinking of you know it's like i hear that song which was a number one hit and it was associated with that movie and i feel like maybe that's what they're trying to do and it's like Oh, well, if people think Rihanna, they're gonna think Ben Hur, which is so wrong. And I hope it's I hope it's not Rihanna.
1: Yeah. They just keep giving her, her yeah, we for can, that song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Sia, yeah, but yeah, I think. Man, you're right though. There's there are no themes, and I don't know if they abandoned the themes because they were like, well, that's you know, ops, uh, they're obsolete now. And right, we don't need it, and it's just like we're gonna lose the audience because if you don't hook them within you know the first. While we have you know five ten second main titles we don't have like a whole thing anymore i mean the thing i'm working on it's it's going to be five to eight seconds eight seconds and that's it and this is going to be right. hard well
0: and that's the thing like my current show is the same way it is i think it is a five six second sting my runtime is 2030 now like you don't want to eat up a minute of content right for the cheers theme which is probably a minute of show thing but that was probably their runtimes were probably 24
1: so. No, the runtimes were a lot
0: were definitely a lot more. So you sat there sure. and it's like, Cool and then everyone knows the theme and it's like, All right, this is really fun. You know, that's a minute of content now and then when you only have twenty minutes of content, you don't want to waste a minute of it on the same thing
1: every week. Right. Well it's just like those those like the writers when they sort of come into the room and you're doing um a first season show and you have to do uh you know the main title you know initially it's always okay i want to do this i want to do that and they realize that oh okay we have what 30 seconds of content because a lot of times what you'll do is the studio would order or the network would order like a five second a 10 second and maybe a 30 second uh main title and these main titles are very expensive they can range from you know twenty to fifty grand and above, uh, just for five seconds of work. Um, you know, it always devolves into once you start cutting and trying to get things to time, that is to the the mandated time that the network, you know, allots to your to your show, which is for a half hour, which is what we mostly do, is like twenty one thirty or twenty thirty or something around twenty one (laughs) minutes. you know they they balk about the fact that they don't have enough time so when they see a 30 second main title it just kills them to see a 30 second main title that eats up seconds now it's about seconds Now even right. seconds are precious so they're like yeah now you know what just get in and get out I don't right. want I don't want a, like a minute long main title and maybe the studio network are going I don't know if someone has to watch like a a minute main title then they're gonna tune out and go somewhere else because there's so many other platforms now right where you can get your entertainment so, you know although fast forward through the main title right which which i mean i'm sure you and i have done right when you've seen it over and over you know right. you don't need to, to see that but you're right there are songs like Four times a year, I'm in the company of people who, like you and I, sort of grew up on these shows mm-hmm. and movies with these themes. And we would just rattle off these themes. And, like, right. for literally half hour, straight themes that you know are still in right. your head. And you go, wow, you know, that was that show. You couldn't do that today right? there are no themes. I sort of remember these things really fondly. Like, you talk about Huey Lewis in the News. Like, I've been listening to, like... The soundtrack of Back to the Future with those songs. And those songs immediately call back, you know, Marty McFly. Right? I mean, it's like the, the music is just such a character and such a part of that film. Right. It made it really, really strong I thought that you know, when I I mean, I'm a filmmaker too. When I make movies, like I want to invoke evoke right. that sort of feeling that I have. Like I can listen to that song immediately go, like in my head I'm seeing like the delorean i'm seeing right. like Doc brown i'm seeing all that and that's we don't have that today and that's why like you can watch a movie and like forget about it like the next hour it's like it doesn't have that imprint on you I know. right
0: well and that's the thing you think like i mean going back even to fast and the furious like i remember the first one had nothing but songs like i knew some of them yeah. but like even now like every they're just wall to wall but i mean they all end with a ludicrous song because he's smart yeah. and I yeah. mean, it's <laughs> like i'll do the end credit song exactly as much as I like that first movie, I couldn't name one song that was in that movie. Me neither. And I, I've seen it, well, I've probably seen it three times. I saw it in the theater and I was blown away. Then I think I showed my wife and I was like, no, you'll actually like this. This is a a real movie wrapped in a non-movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, there's actually heart and character, you know, in the first one per se. And But I don't remember anything about it. I'm sure it was pretty jazzy. I'm sure whoever, it was the Drake of 99, yeah. whoever that was. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what it, it, it might be just that like, Ben heard like trying to have a theme I don't know if that works anymore and it's not even like I don't know if you can go back and recreate that it's not about like creating even like 80s magic or something or like Mm -hmm. 90s but if that's a thing anymore like I don't know the last movie song I remember Ghostbusters for example because I saw the 2016 did you see it I haven't seen it yet okay so they all they use is the Ghostbusters theme which is pretty funny because that's they all they keep talking about it's like no we're a new movie but on the soundtrack there are four versions the ghostbusters wow. 84 version like it's basically the Ray Parker Jr version one done by two people like you know there's like a uh, rock and rap version of course like make mm-hmm. an all rap version another cover and then Ray Parker Jr's version and it was just like, but that's the whole soundtrack. It's like four songs that I already knew. <laughs> I mean, basically just versions of the same thing. So, it, and it was kind of weird because it was, that was the one thing that kind of worked. You heard the music a little bit in the movie, and the first thing you thought of, oh my God, I'm watching Ghostbusters, the version of Ghostbusters. But yeah. I don't know if you can go back and find that magic song again, or they just have to, or someone just hasn't made a song for a movie. Because a lot of them were written for the movie, and I don't mm-hmm. think I've, like, I imagine the you know Rihanna song wasn't written for Ben Hur. I imagine she had a song that they got for Ben Hur, unless they're, she's singing about racing or something like that. Chariots,
1: I, you know, I don't even unless know it's what like this you know,
0: it's like um, unless it's like about hearts and gold and something like that. Yeah, like I think that it was would be... something
1: like you know that, but it was yeah, it was just it was just a weird movie. I thought you know it was you know it just the casting you know it was uh in the just in the beginning of the Mm -hmm. the the movie i sort of i wasn't on board for some reason and i think it was the cast but as the movie progressed like it got better it's almost like maybe they shot in order maybe they shot in sequence and like (laughs) you know people just weren't um you know how it is in tv shows it's like people aren't really comfortable with each other each other but by the time right you know you know you get some days in you know you start to you start to they're watching daily are like hey i know what i can do yeah, better exactly <laughs> and then it's like okay now, now i'm in there was that i, I just
0: but i mean it, I, I there's know. only so much like with epics it's like are you even excited to see us like it's like what do they call them sandal and sword films like mm-hmm. which i didn't know that was a term until someone said there i didn't was a know new... until you said it right now <laughs> someone's like who cares about saddle and sword films i was like i didn't know that was a yeah. thing. <laughs> um but i don't know i mean if it had a different name would anyone care would would it have done exactly the same box office if it was called something else because i mean obviously no one it's it's not like ghostbusters because everyone that hated ghostbusters for whatever reason they wanted to hate it the new version it's still only a 30 year old movie like, Ben-Hur is old. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be, like, our parents being angry. Like, oh, my God, they're re- they're ruining my childhood right. <laughs> for remaking Ben-Hur. Exactly. I don't know. Like, is that, like, say it was called something else, and it was just, you know, Chariots. Um, may- Maybe. I mean, would you have, like, would that have done any better if, if that was it? I mean, almost the same trailer. I mean, you know. Oh, well. to the. I mean, like, you had the same trailer. It's the same actors. Everyone's in it. It's called something else. Would you be excited? It's like, oh my god, I, another Chariot movie. I've been, been
1: jonesing for a Chariot movie for a while. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, see, I I often wonder about that. Um, and it's just from my own um, standpoint, it's like I don't know if I'm going to rush. I'm not going to rush to to Ben-Hur, the, the original movie, which is like three hours and 44 minutes. I remember it being on television and I love movies like I love the look of it I love the feel of it but I remember as a kid like it'd be on TV and I would like go to sleep wake up and it's still on right. and I'm like wow like what?
0: so yeah if that how long is it it's three hours and uh,
1: 44 minutes but it's, so it's just like a four hour TV with commercials so it's probably well, five probably four and a half five hours
0: so it's probably five and a half hours with commercials yeah generously yeah
1: and so it's like like, like what could be? I just remember what could be going on for this long that it's like, jeez, like this because I'm used to watching movies that are like two hours. Uh, the long movies are two hours, like right. in the '80s. So it's like this is this is uh, is foreign to me. Um, so I think people sort of like see Ben Hur as. Ugh, I don't do I really know. want to spend three yeah, hours at the theater? Exactly, and it's this one's two and a half hours because I'm sure they couldn't do three and a half hours of this. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know what is in there that would get people to come. I'd be curious. Like, if that would be a good, like,
0: before it came out, like, have, you know, obviously do it in L.A. because everyone's film nerds here. Have two groups of people and show them a trailer and give it a different title. Maybe a different voiceover because, you know, so it's not explaining sure. the story so much. Would people be more excited? It's like, oh, my God, Ben-Hur, they're remaking it. I'm excited. Or, oh, Cherry movie, I'll, I kind of see that. Or be mad that they made Ben I I don't like anyone I hadn't heard anyone being mad that they remade Ben Hur. I haven't seen I'm sure I I haven't gone to Reddit or anything like that and read the hate oh, well, on it but, sure but I'm mean, there's gonna be someone in there. there there was no flack of uh it was mostly just like why
1: did this movie get greenlit in the first place? It's like Well, I mean I remember who was it? Um I was working on a show last year and we were interviewing uh visual effects Edit uh, assistant editors Mm -hmm. because it was a heavy effects show, and one of the candidates, you know, had done some work on Ben Hur, some previous on Ben Hur, and this was in it's like early 20. and He's like, Yeah, we've been working on this for like you know a year or two, and I'm like, Oh, really? Okay, he's like, Yeah, so it's coming out, and it's not out until now, yeah. Like a year, it's like a year and a half later. I don't want to give away anything about the the scene, the chariot scene, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, you, you don't have to. Worry. I'm not seeing this film. It was unless it like, comes to my house as a screener I mean, like,
1: for anyone who's listening. But is just like? No, no one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to listen to it. The, they out at, yeah. at this part. But it's not. It's like from what he showed us was the chariot scene, and that chariot scene, it was like it seemed like it actually was, it was cooler in his pre <laughs> than than what I saw, you know, right. in the actual movie, but it wasn't like that scene where you're like, oh my god, this is like... See, you have to realize that the film we've been talking about, Fast and the Furious, has sort of upped the action sequence ante. So, for this chariot scene to really... for us to hold our breath, right? you know, it has to be something spectacular, you know? It was spectacular in the original film back then. Now, because that now. was
0: more scope back then, as opposed to being yes, it was very action packed, but like people weren't seeing things that big. Yeah, it was like, sure. like scope too. It's yeah. like oh my god, look, look at this. Where would how would they even do that? Yeah. And now you watch Ben Hur. Now you're like, that's probably all VFX. Yeah. And you kind of went into it knowing that because you were interviewing someone who was doing previs. Exactly. So.
1: Yeah, it, it's. It's one of those things where it's just, like, it has to be, like, really exciting. It has to be... Now, the ridiculous stunts are the standard fare, you know, in the movies. Like, you know, we're going to drive a car off a plane and land and keep You know, that kind of thing.
0: And I totally bought it in the last Fast 7. Yeah. Totally bought it. Going to parachute out of these planes in our cars, land, and drive. And I was like, okay. I mean, once again, I'm seeing Fast 7, so I'm pretty much already checked out anyways. (laughs) But... At one point, not at any point, did I go would never happen. I was just like, cool, sure,
1: I buy it. Why not? See, and and that's that's (laughs) the thing, and that's what movies are—the willing suspension of disbelief. And it's and you go with it. And I think that's for me. I don't care what critics would say. Well, wouldn't happen. You know, to me, that's the most powerful thing is that I can go along with what you're selling me if you do it and you present it well enough every time but you have to present it well enough and and you just go with it i mean i was a kid and you know i have a different sort of uh, reaction to this movie but i love this movie my brother and i love this movie and it's completely stupid but it's howard the duck you know and it's oh like, wow there's yeah. no way that this could be it anything and it's resembling any type of Reality, even though it tried to sort of mimic reality in right. the sort of duck world, it had a charm to it. It had it had enough to draw me in as a, a kid, and it was sort of like well done. Like there were certain things in there, there right. were certain themes and tropes in there that like were well done. <laughs> I mean, it is a ridiculously stupid movie, but I sort of watched it over and over when it was on like cable because yeah. it was like. Wow, there's something, there's something about this that I like, you know. Now I'm like, okay, it's like I tried to watch it like now, I'm like, oh, how did that? And I was like, okay, I can't do this, but I, I think I got
0: ten minutes yeah, on a recent yeah. view that I was on. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, I was like, I, I don't know what I would was I'd pay thinking. anything to be a yeah. kid again. To really <laughs> exactly. enjoyed this film, right? Exactly. And I'm like, wow, I was a kid, I was, but I think
0: I remember even seeing it too, and not my like not the hate that it gets now by any yeah. means, but I think I was just getting aware enough to know the names of, like, George Lucas. Once again, because I watched Star Wars religiously as a kid. I had, like, a bootleg VHS and everything. But, like, knowing his name was on it had meant something. Like, in my head, like, even though I probably never read any of the names, like, I now know who directed it, and I now know who's in it. But at the time, I wasn't seeing Howard Deutsch films or whatever, even though I do like a bunch of his films. I just didn't know who he was, but had Lucas's name on it. And it was like, I'm in.
1: Yeah, and it's like, there's certain movies that are quote-unquote bad that huh. are still done like they still are treated in a way where they're still done well like today you know we well, got people who I think are just sort of learn to make movies on YouTube or or you know just on their own which you know there could be some really talented right. people out there but you know there's some stuff there that just the craft of it is really right. really bad and um, you know I'm seeing stuff you know, that's directed TV, you know, um, directors that are just like, it's really, really bad. And, you know, everybody has to start somewhere, but you know, there's some choices that, um, that are made because people like really study film right. and really hone their craft. Right. You know? So I, I, I think that what I like to, to take away from movies and, and what I think is the best thing about them is that, you know, there could be, you know the most preposterous right. uh, uh storyline um characters everything right in front of you but if it's done in a certain way like you're completely there yeah, it's that, there's I mean, something about it that you know and that's like know. one of those things you can't teach
0: or explain it's like they buy into that it's a good film not that it's a good film they buy into the fact that Howard are the ducks the Howard the duck like i mean mm-hmm. when you see Howard the duck you have to go back to that time and be that age to see Howard the Duck. You felt like they bought it. That's why you're buying it. Right. And I think that's what it is. It was like, it's not like they handled the character well or it was like, oh my God, the costume design at the time it was, I think it was just because the costume was too big. I bought gremlins because they were small. I think it's like, seems real. You know, Howard the Duck, it's like dude in a costume. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it's that, I think if you go into it, buying it, like if they buy it, I think you buy it. And I don't know how – I think everyone goes into every movie doing that. But there's got to be maybe that disbelief of them not buying it. You know, like on yeah. something like a Howard the Duck. You know, like you have something absurd and it's like, well, they they bought it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at like Leah Thompson was in Howard the Duck. And then you look at she was also in Back to the Future. Both times, you know, she was fully – I mean, she had to do a lot of work to buy it, I'm sure, in Howard the Duck. But like she was fully –
0: You know she went that first day <laughs> she saw the, the duck in the costume was like
1: – Wait, how much am I getting yeah, paid? Yeah, exactly. She's like, "Oh my god!" But she was like, "She sold it." You know, um, now you know everybody's like, no matter what the movie is, they're like, "How much am I getting paid?" But it's like they're not like you could tell. what People are like, "Yeah, okay, really." Like, say you have the Marvel movies, people are there. I mean, you're getting a lot of money, and right. you know, it's a lot of profile with those movies. But like, they're excited. They're excited to right. be a part of it, and they're they're really you know invested. And so that's why I think those movies work and the movies that don't work for me in sort of the superhero canon, the character, the actors aren't invested, but mostly like the director is not invested. It's like lazy and it's, it's like, you know, you're right. Like they're just not on board.
0: But there's something about what they're doing makes them not on board. Like we'll eventually talk about the the new Fantastic Four, which I, I did see that uh that's definitely that like that director got something i don't know like i think there was a lot of rolling down on him a lot of it his fault at the time like even i think howard the duck george look you had his name on it they're like making that duck movie Go. you know they let him do it but everyone yeah. bought into it though like he probably sold it so well yeah if he even sold it or they just told him hey we're making howard yeah. the duck he's like all right <laughs> i'll put my name on yeah. it
1: it may may have gone like that, yeah. I, I just we'll let you make Radio Land days right. if you do Howard the Duck <laughs> or whatever. We'll give you this for that. Um, yeah, you know, I even forgot Lucas was on. Uh, yeah, he was on that. Um, his name was on that. Um, and it's just I want to say was
0: Spielberg. I, I'm going to the uh, go to my Microsoft Pro 3 going. <laughs> I have no endorsement deal with them, but I am going to my not, Microsoft. Uh, he's,
1: he's open to the deal, but he doesn't have one yet. <laughs> Yeah, I am open to the idea
0: of uh, being a promo. I just, I don't obviously look up Howard the Duck as much as I used to. Yeah, well, yeah, me neither, but hey, maybe we should start. It's funny, though, because it becomes a punchline sort of like Ishtar or something yeah. had become a punchline to the point where you don't even remember the movie anymore. Like, it's more of a punchline than it is. It's like, you probably ask someone, like, if someone made a Howard the Duck, it's like, do you remember seeing it? Oh, I never saw it.
1: That. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if, like, I mean, again, I can't watch it now, but I don't know if I think it's a bad It's like, it's not a bad premise. Like, it, having it being a duck, I, I, you know, I don't know about that, but, like, it's, it's, it could work. Like, we could rework that movie.
0: Howard the Duck, yeah.
1: Recast I, I, it, and, and. Do you still go costume, though? Or do you go full CG? Today, um,. You'd have to – today it would be – if it's going to be full CG, it had to be a studio movie. Right. Be, so you'd have pushback because they would probably would definitely want it to be um,
0: Can you still do it for the CG? $35 million budget that they had in 86? They had a $35 <laughs> million budget for that? You were kidding me. In 86. You were kidding me. No, that's what it says. I mean, I buy the internet for so much. but And, yes, it was only Lucas was attached to that. I wasn't sure because it was Universal if Spielberg. Yeah. Had anything wow
1: 35 he got him to do 35 star wars is a hell of a
0: you know yeah at that point they're just like <laughs> whatever we're not gonna lose anything on this deal um and actually i was wrong i thought howie deutsch did it but because he's married to leah thompson and he yeah. directed a few of the other films it was actually uh i'll give credit where credit's due willard hayek i think that sounds willard just does not sound like a real name willard okay Oh no, he's a real person. I just figured it was going to come up as uh, yeah. something else. Uh, he wrote American Graffiti? Oh, for Lucas. Yeah, Temple of Doom? Best defense underrated movie? Uh, yes. Eddie Murphy and See, that, that's uh, That's like a, a time travel-ish film because Dudley Moore's making the plans for Do you remember that movie?
1: I, I remember, you know, what's it, Eddie Murphy?
0: Eddie Murphy, Dudley Moore, when yeah. Dudley Moore was on his uh yeah, his his second um, leg. Ar-
1: yeah, he's got like Arthur and all that whole thing. was.
0: So the from what I remember, because I saw that movie, but once again, HBO, I saw so many things so many times. The premise of that is Dudley Moore's working on plans for this super tank. Mm-hmm. You cut to right. Eddie Murphy currently in the tank, but you go back to them designing it. And when they scrimp on something, like it's like, no, we won't need that. It breaks in Eddie Murphy's world, but it's not like... It's not like it's a time where they can fix it because of time travel or anything, but it, it, is, it was such a weird movie for me at that time where it's like they were showing two versions of that movie where it's like they're building the tank. You cut to the tank working when that something didn't work. It wasn't working for Eddie Murphy at that time. Like they're like, we don't need to spend money on that. It breaks. Why wouldn't they spend money on this? And you're like, oh, my God, this is weird. So it was just a I remember I like that movie a lot. Oh, he wrote uh, Ra- Howard the Duck and Radioland Murders. Oh, So this guy see. was like in the Lucas
1: camp. Yeah, that's that's a good camp to be in.
0: Um, Ooh, but his last uh, movie he directed was Howard the Duck. Yes. <laughs> Did he go <laughs> and, to movie jail? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last thing you're doing.
1: It's, it's a shame that he didn't d- direct Howard the Duck or something like it today. Because there are some directors who just direct crap and they still, you know, they still right. work. Right. Um,
0: but that was probably, you know. that was probably movie, that was probably movie jail worthy. I mean, if that exists at that time, they always talk about movie jail. But, you know, $35 is a lot. That's a lot and of money. 86.
1: Do, do you know, can you do you know what the box office was at, I don't know if the records are.
0: The records are accurate, let's see. Or if they
1: kept the records back then.
0: I'm sure. I mean, there has to. I mean, Howard the Duck is like one of those phenomenons where they would keep the record. Yeah. Like if it was some other movie that just bombed and no one had heard of it, it's like, yeah, we don't. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you can find a newspaper at the microfish.
1: I remember the song from Howard the Duck. That's the thing. You know, See? that worked once again. <laughs> See, uh,
0: budget was 35 and it made 16 million
1: dollars. Oh, okay. Well, there you uh, go. It's not.
0: It's not great, but you know. Filming from November 85 to March, end of March of 86. That was a big, that's where all their money went. I wonder if it was reshoots or something. Wow. Oh, and then it crashed. IMDb does not want me to read any more it's about like, Howard no, the Duck. You, it, come on. <laughs> that that's Don't all do you, this to me. That's all you get. You get that. So, I mean, 35 is a lot in 86.
1: Like, I remember the trailer. It's like, Howard the Duck. And, and I can imagine now the the, the voiceover guy like, oh, God. I have to- how can i make this sound interesting even though those guys make me well i was gonna say not
0: marvel owns howard the duck in some form uh because it is a comic mm-hmm. and uh, made that small cameo in guardians they would they could make howard the duck now but it would be 125 million dollars yeah, totally. and it would you know start chris pratt probably
1: <laughs> i really think they should make it i i'm like a defender of howard the duck i think that Because it had that thing that drew me in as a kid. Right. Um, You know, I think a lot of it is just underestimated. I mean, you just look at Howard the Duck and you go, okay, now you think, okay, I can't watch this. Right. But there's a lot of fish out of water, duck out of water, whatever you want to call it. Right. Story, tried and true. I think you could make it work, you know. There's a lot of things that you can make work. Howard the Duck is not, you know, uh, Plan Nine from uh, Out of Space. You know, it's it's not, you know. I it, would keep it,
0: it more well, not current. You can do Pluto Nash,
1: Pluto Nash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Leonard Part Six. Right. It's just it's not that. You're right. It's it's there's something about it that can be salvageable, and you know, you could sort of yeah, update it, was it a, and
0: i think maybe people expected more from it which is weird because it is ultimately just a kid's film yeah like i don't know what they expect because once again it was lucas by name not by directing so it wasn't like oh my god the guy who directed well the first star wars yeah you know is doing this film but i'm sure that's how it was hyped i'm sure if we found old posters which are probably online i'm sure george lucas name's all over that so people are just like oh my god no, totally. George Lucas, I, I love Star Wars.
1: And now then, I'm going to be a, on the hunt for Howard the Duck poster. Uh, if anyone wants to send
0: one, um, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like that thing of um,
1: Superman Four: Quest of Peace.
0: Yeah. Like you had all this, the legacy of Superman or whatever. Then they just didn't want to make them anymore, so they had zero budget, and yeah. the effects in that one were worse. So I think with like Howard, it's sort of like that expectation of what that was going to be but it was just a dude in a costume really like even though star wars is just dudes in costumes it was just sort of it was a weird premise i right. think you know it was like the duck world and he lands in an egg and it was like what
1: you know i think th- what you just said was like they're expecting more from it That that really makes sense to me because um if if i really try to put on my you know most creative hat and it's uh, i like thinking myself as the guy with a Big imagination, and I made the most incredible duck, C CG or whatever costume. To to answer your early question, I would do CG and uh, puppet because you know Star Wars like sort of does a great job of that. And there's nothing like CG is never gonna be the real thing. Like it would have to be like a fully articulated animatronic duck i mean right it would be like a probably a maybe like a two million dollar piece right but if we're talking 125 million dollar right. budget or north of that then i would spend money on you know maybe five of those and those those to be engineered those would take you know maybe a year to make i would do that however like if you're watching a duck It's still, like, I don't care how, like, even if it's like, oh, shit, that's a real duck. Right. Um, Or man duck or whatever it is. It's still so, like, out there that I don't know if I'm going to be drawn in, you know. It's definitely not going to, I don't think it would have the appeal that, say, an Avengers has, you know, or any of those movies because the only character that's, I think, Really likable in it—that's human—was was the Leah Thompson character, and then right. it was like that arch nemesis guy, and then everyone else is like in the dark. Well, world. and then it was like she kind of
0: liked him, which was sort yeah. of
1: weird. Like now, then yeah. you didn't just like. uh Then I was like, "I'm a kid. Right, I'm a She kind of so. likes him. Like, yeah, all right, it's innocent. Now it's like, yeah, well, well, where's this? Where's this
0: where is weird? This yeah, so I, I, <sighs> I think you could do howard the duck now because i from what i hear the comics are very much more like at the time were more pgr mm-hmm. pg 13r yeah they, than they would have been pg or something based on the character you could get away probably more with a goonie style version of howard the duck you have solid kids yeah that maybe find howard the duck and you maybe make him smaller not et small but maybe not what was he like five he six was, five he was eight like or something dude yeah if you're going the cg route or whatever and you don't have him through the whole thing well it's sort of like et sort of in the sense where it's like yeah but he is part of the story like these kids find howard the duck they have an adventure with him or it's already established sort of an avenger thing oh howard the duck he's our friend you know but i think you have to i don't know if you could have teenagers which leah thompson i guess was supposed to be but she was probably 28 or something or she was she had her own place, so maybe she's twenty one. Yeah, I she don't.
1: Yeah, had a sweet place, to
0: have. Uh Everyone did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> everyone had sweet places. I remember that
1: like loft, that like half circle window that looked right. off into the. It was like, oh wow, that's. I want one of those. <laughs> it's like twelve million dollars in New but York. But do you do you buy adults with
0: Howard the Duck, or do you buy kids or teenagers? You mean like, if you're doing it now? Lady. No,
1: I I, I, just, I just I just couldn't do the adult. I I I think I like your your kids thing better because I think as an adult you can digest the whole thing a little better, right? And as a kid, you know, it's like, oh, cool. It's like I'm I'm gonna be that guy. Right. I'm gonna pretend like I'm him and I'm finding the duck. Whereas if you have like someone like Leah Thompson, like say you have. Um, I don't know who who would play that role today but um, you have that like person finding the duck and then sort of liking the duck you have Leah Thompson as realized in a typecast it as like someone who sort of likes somebody she shouldn't right you know she's like Howard the duck right. she's liking her son and back to the future well then
0: if you go deep some kind of wonderful she likes Eric Stoltz who's the person she shouldn't be liking even though she ends up not with him at the end right. of the film so that's sort of her jam
1: oh my god that's poor, poor <laughs> Leah
0: I only do movies where I like people that I shouldn't like
1: yeah that's like her contract with Hollywood yeah. it's, it's funny like that's Disney- why she hasn't worked in a yeah, exactly <laughs> like Disney I um, uh, went to the uh, official uh, back to the future um, Q&A session for the, for the DVDs oh like, okay the first DVD is an extra oh nice Robinson zemeckis was there with bob gale uh, on the usc campus wow um you know and they come out and they they like watch the movies like it's in our theater and everything it's on 35 millimeter and they were talking about you know back to the future and you know zemeckis was like well disney it went to disney first i think and They didn't want to do it. They couldn't do it because they thought the movie was too uh, risqué. Oh. Like, they're like, it's basically a movie about a a mother who likes her son and that whole thing. I love that's what they got out of it. That's (laughs) like the one thing they got out of the movie. Yeah, and they were like, we can't touch that because of of all that sort of thing. So we don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you look at it now, you're like. That's not even That's
0: like a joke. Yeah. Like I mean, yes, it's it's the theme in the first one where she doesn't know who it is, but it's not like that's the movie
1: right. at all, Exactly. And they were like that's the movie. This is this is too too a bit too race, right. racy for us. And right. I think, racy. Yeah, they they didn't want to do it. I mean, they're lost. Um and that's probably one of the first That's one of the first movies that got before they started shooting they got their release date. And so that happens now. And when you All see the time, these yeah. bad movies, it's just because like we have to start in order to hit this date, like we have to start shooting right. in like two months. The script is terrible. You you gotta do something in two months. Right. And whatever you have in two months, like that's what we're using. Of course, back to the future the script was was done and um you gave it to Spielberg and he loved it. But it was back at the time, I guess with Spielberg, was just so damn busy that right. like he could love something to death but still go. But, but I can't do anything with it so now. It's on the back burner. But it's great. So like years later, Zemeckis, what's that film he did? Was it Used Cars? Yeah. I think it was Used Cars. He swore that that was going to be his um, get into movie jail movie. So he thought his career was done. At, and so he was devastated. Um, And he went to Spielberg and he's he like, started talking. He's like, whatever happened to that movie with the, the time travel and the kid? <laughs> right. I like that movie. What about that movie? Champion that at Universal and they set it up there. Isn't it crazy to think, though? Because we know it, obviously, it's Back to the Future.
0: Yeah. We've seen the movie, it exists. But at the time, with a script that existed, it's like, what's that time traveling movie thing? Like, it's not anything at that point. (laughs) It's just like it's before it becomes anything. But it's just sort of this lingering. What's that weird thing you have? Oh, you mean that thing that's everyone's going to talk about now (laughs) for the next thirty years? (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, you think about it like today, like when he's talking about it, we're just like on the edge of our seats because it's like no one knows about Back to the Future. It's to Spielberg. It's that that movie, you kids. Uh, showed me a couple of years ago the script. Was what, what about that thing? Bring that thing out of dust that off. You know, and like oh okay yeah I guess we can. You know if you want to make it yeah we can do that.
0: It's funny um, though because that movie is so is so Spielberg wheelhouse. You have a fantasy element, mm-hmm. <clears throat> time travel, which isn't always something he did, but it's like the '50s element which he loves. Yeah, like there's everything. Like it's almost like someone wrote it knowing Spielberg's like look this is the only way he's going to read this script. Right. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I wrote it. F- for him like that was it It was like i'm gonna hit every trope
1: spielberg likes and put it in the <laughs> script i know i know it, it, you're right though you look at it and it's like sort of textbook you just sort of check off the spielberg boxes right and that's it so when on the top of the title, you see Steven Spielberg presents. You go, of course, right? This is this is everything Spielberg, you know, stands for. If he wasn't doing four hundred other projects <laughs> yeah. at that
0: time, he would have done Back to the Future. He would have,
1: you know, it'd be interesting to see his Back to the Future. He would have fired Eric Stoltz probably a little um, soon, I
0: don't, sooner. But I still want to see Eric Stoltz cut. There's like I know you, there's footage. They, they've says, shown, yeah, there's footage. Yeah, yeah. You've seen they've they've put non audio footage up which they were they were smart they put look people want to see this or whatever i like that all the scenes they show and it was like well you know he filmed for a month it's like oh i want to see that it's not like i mean the way they made it seem at first when i first heard about it i thought he was there a week all right we replaced him but they had to go back and shoot a lot because when they show you the little bits he was like they had actually filmed that was three to four different locations like it was the the twin pines mall of it was that whole that yeah. whole mall thing yeah the 1950s diner him talking to doc about being from the future yeah. so it's like they even had the photo of stoltz in the photo with you know the the brother and sister that starts fading so it's like they had shot right a lot of footage with eric stoltz and i would just love to see just those pieces together even with the light score like yeah I want to just see – not because I want it's like, oh, they always had the wrong guy. No, Michael J. Fox is the perfect person. Absolutely, yeah. But I just want to see, like, that take. It's, like, the only time you ever have a chance to see someone else's version of something without a remake. You know, it's like, yeah, you can remake that movie and have a version. But you literally have the other version that you actually shot by accident. You know, it's like – I just want to see, like, even two of the – one scene of, like, what – Stoltz was doing would would it have been still a good film maybe Stoltz is great but yeah or would it have been like are you going to watch it going holy
1: shit <laughs> I yeah. may not pull the plug sooner right <laughs> well I mean it would be interesting now to today of course you could Spielberg can literally reach in his pocket right and pull out you know if you really want to do it right pull out a couple million bucks and like cut it together time it do the effects of right. that of that twi- of whatever those scenes are. yeah yeah are that whatever those shot. scenes are, and you know full on score full on you know um, sound I mean they, yeah design. they could even
0: like pull up I mean because obviously they have the Blu-ray mix now the other one so yeah. of those scenes just use that everything keep everything the way it was now but just you know make sure the dialogue sweetened with you know Stoltz's voice and everything to- totally
1: and, and you could you could do that. And just see how it plays. Because that
0: would be <clears> – <throat> that would almost be a Lucas thing. He can use his $4 billion for that. Yeah. That would be something – like that would be a good class at USC. Like – or part of whatever it is. Right. It's like we're going to show you what they thought was bad. Was Stoltz bad? No. But they felt something was wrong. So you take both scenes. They go here it is literally with Eric Stoltz. Shot at that exact time. Not like we're recreating the scene with someone else. You know, it's not like we got someone now to show you right. why Michael J. Fox was so good. But, I mean, you literally can just go, here's Eric Stoltz. And, yeah, someone's going to sit there going, I kind of like Stoltz better. There's always going to be that guy. Yeah, of course. But-
1: I mean, Michael Michael J. Fox is that character. I mean, it's just the whole – it's Eric Stoltz, though. It's not like Jim, you know, uh, Poindexter. Right. You know, it's like Stoltz. Like, right. I really would love to see – because he was an iconic, you know, yeah. uh, actor at the time like I really want to know what Stoltz did with it and also want to know what didn't work cuz it was it was ultimately Spielberg, you know, the the dad who came down and said I I'm sorry, it's just not working. We have to replace them and he did it.
0: Right. And I just the only thing I've ever heard it was just that he took it so seriously.
1: Stoltz just took it. Yeah, way that's, what, that's too what, seriously. that's what That's what Zemeckis said. Yeah, he 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 was. And he said he he Obviously, he praised him. He say he's a great actor. You right. Know, he just didn't get the whole thing. You know? And they
0: might not have seen it. That's why they probably shot so much. I mean, Spielberg finally watching dailies or maybe even cut references or something. You know, it's like maybe because, I mean, if they had that much, someone was cutting it. Yeah. And then maybe Spielberg's like, you know what? I'll just see what you have as opposed to watching dailies. Because, you know, back then you had to actually project dailies with films. So it's like, I don't have time. I'll go in your room show me on your little Moviola, crank that little thing and be like oh yeah no we're this guy's uh <laughs> yeah this movie should be fun you know
1: right yeah it's it's and i think that that's what that was the whole thing and like look zemeckis got money to make this movie um bob gale the producer went home you know i went, went to the usc and went home for the summer and um I think was down in the basement or something and found his mom's old yearbook mm-hmm. and looked at it and was like, hmm, I wonder if, like, like, I went back in the time to when she was going in high school, like, what that would be like. Right. Um, and so this sort of idea germinated from there. Um, and it ended up where you're shooting this "Quote unquote blockbuster movie," and you got an actor who's you know a big actor of the day, and it's not working. But you don't have any, like, you don't really have any say to to say let's reshoot. Right. I mean, first of all, reshooting, and you have a release date, and all the money that that requires. Like Robert Zemeckis, he had some hits, but he did not have the clout to say. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to reshoot this. Spielberg did, so that's why he he went in and and, 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 and got rid of him. But all this time, though, they still didn't have a, a Marty. You know, right. still Michael J. Fox, Gary uh, Goldberg over at um, Family Ties, <clears throat> just said flat out, "No, like he's ours, um, and I am not letting him out of here for anything." You know, he had a flat out no but they kept going back to him because they really wanted him right and finally he was like alright he has his duties here and he cannot uh, he cannot be gone from family ties whatsoever if you can get him to do your stuff when he's not here then I'm okay with that but otherwise like he's gotta be here so like, when he... When Michael J. Fox wasn't there, like, on weekends nights, nights, um, he did Back to the Future.
0: Which is crazy because it's like... I mean, when you watch Family Ties, you can see he's the star. Yeah. But what's so funny is, like, what... I mean, I've worked in multicams, you know, that... Family Ties is a multicam. How busy was he, though? Like, I mean, I know it's a different time. I know Because I mean. mean. I know what you mean. I've worked in multicams now where you definitely have cell phones and everything like that. But you... For anyone who wants to know, multicam is, you know, four cameras like Big Bang Theory or whatever. Production meeting on a Monday, table read on Tuesday, You and that's generally what you only did. Most of yeah. the ones I did, you only did the that's table it. read. They would do notes. Wednesday, you would do one rehearsal, maybe two depending on, but generally it was always like one rehearsal for like three hours. Thursday, you would block and shoot, so they would set up all the cameras and lay out what your whole show is going to look mm-hmm. like when they shoot it. Friday,
1: And then sometimes on Thursday, they would shoot some things that they couldn't shoot in front of an audience. Right. Like
0: if there was a swing set, like a garage or something that's not part of what the audience, live audience could see, then they would shoot the garage yeah. and play it back for the audience. And yeah. then Friday around, you know, they would load audience about four, mm-hmm. start shooting at six. I mean, it could be go from six to midnight, but I imagine yeah. that by the time Back to the Future was going, I'm sure they were shooting from like seven to ten. Yeah. Maybe. It, yeah, definitely. So that was it it's like what was he doing or like what were they projecting that he was so busy it's like even if they maybe they maybe they did the table read monday and then they rehearsed those other days but how much was he rehearsing like he's not in every frame yeah. of the show so it's right. like they were just almost like playing like he's our star you can have him when he's ready and it was like you know he was michael J- michael J. fox probably just like done it
1: too yeah <laughs> can i come over it too <laughs> i know i know those rehearsals are like a few hours too yeah they're not they're not very you know extensive and by the time i can't remember how deep into the uh seasons that that they were but
0: i mean i mean it was at least for him for him for them to want him that bad they were like at least three in so i mean right right going to my microsoft pro again uh, (laughs) hold on uh But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like should just know that I need to look up Family Ties. It should. Um, That's Microsoft Are you listening.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely there's no way. And I don't think there's any way he could have shot Back to the Future on nights and weekends with that schedule. With, like, they're already lost weeks. You said a month. Yeah, they lost a month.
0: Then you have to make that up. Yeah. And then you're going to switch everyone's schedule. Hey, we might not be working because Michael J. Fox – that guy that's on that sitcom. Yeah. You know. And uh, Family Ties ran from 82 to 89. So Back to the Future was 85. 85, So third season. So
1: 84. July 4th, 1985 was their release date. Okay. So like 84, they were making the movie.
0: So they're in the second season. His star's rising, basically. And at that point, you're kind of a well-oiled machine by the second season. You're already – 30 episodes in, probably. No, totally.
1: I mean, he was just a bona fide, like, you know,
0: star at that
1: point, And he was the show. Yes. Um, they made it sound like he was just doing nights, um, the only days he was doing on the weekends. And then he was just has this, like, terrible schedule at family ties that, you know, he was just working day and night. And, and where he just basically had no, <clears throat> excuse me, had no sleep, which was, which was true. Uh, Rob Zemeckis also said that he got no sleep either and that he was the most unhealthy he's ever been uh, in his <laughs> life of shooting that movie and it was like depressing time in his life and he makes something like Back to the Future during right. that time it's like amazing you're right Rob it's like I just sort of envy the actors whenever I was on these multicams because I'm like alright we do a table read uh, which is in the usually in the morning for
0: uh, like ten o'clock, and there's bagels, donuts, coffees. Hours. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is the works. Like, yeah, you're you not know. struggling. Nice by spread. Any, yeah. yeah,
1: and then that's it. Then you go home. Yeah, and then you come back the next day, or maybe you might do a, a little light Once, rehearsal. Like, uh, I did. Yeah, I did a show
0: that was in its fifth season, so we were a well oiled machine. Once in a while, they would go do a walk through rehearsal yeah. type thing where it was thirty minutes of scripts in hand. Like they sort of yeah. walked through the idea because maybe it was a new director or something, and then that was it. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're talking you're like, in and out of there. You yeah. were talking like ten to noon on yeah. table read day. Totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just basically in and out of there. I remember um, <clears throat> after the table read, they would go to set and do like you said, like a little walk through rehearsal. And I got back to my office, and, and I was doing a couple things, and I was like, you "Don't wanna go to set." I wonder if the actors are still on there, and it'd be like an hour and a half that had gone by, and said, oh know they've 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 gone, you know, they've been gone." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh wow, what are they do? Just go home, yeah. come back the next day for a few hours, do a little more, you know, rehearsal, and then that's it." Yeah, it's really not you know a, a grueling thing. Uh, I'm not saying that you know it's not it's right. not work, but it's just in terms of when he had a chance to to do the Back to the Future stuff, it's like scheduling that, you know. I just don't see, even with the schedule being as light as we're saying it is. Right. uh, Because we don't know. uh, But uh, on Family Ties, I just don't see where some concessions are not made on Family Ties. Because, like, say, I don't know where the set of Family Ties was in relation to wherever they were shooting that day. So if he had, like... I thought it was I mean, all on Universal. They, they, they but sent a car for him, but it's like. It
0: was, well, it was a Paramount show, so it was probably a Paramount. So okay. Paramount to Universal is about Whoa, 15 yeah. miles. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's eight miles, actually. um it feels like 15. They were pulling that big of a thing. You're on a, well, at that point, second season show of a hit, a, a hit for that time. Yeah. And then Spielberg's company calls you up, who. It was Spielberg at that time. Like, he he wasn't, like, young Spielberg.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he
0: was young. But he he was Spielberg at that time. And it's like, we want your star. No. The balls kind of like, (laughs) no, I'm I'm good. I think we're going to keep our star here. Like, what were they angling for? I
1: don't know. And it's like, we want your star. No. Come back. We want your star. No. Write a letter. We want your star. Please, can we do this? And this is how we're going to do it. Mm, I'm sorry. No. And it's like. They kept going back to him, I mean rightly so, but right. it's like wow. You know, it's right. like no, he is basically the cornerstone of the show. He is these the reason why people are watching. Right. Um you know, he, he's not the the only reason why people are watching, but he is like He wasn't at first. Yeah. He became the reason he, why he they became, started. you know, when just just him, you know, yeah. and you're just like, Wow, this this guy has something Obviously, that's what they saw. Um, Honestly, like I've watched Family Ties a lot, and uh, back in the day, and you know he was perfect for the role. He was great, you know, Alex B. Keaton. I don't know, even today, like I look at him as Alex B. Keaton. I'm not sure that that was all they were looking at. Right. Going, Marty McFly. I don't know if the performance he gave if I could have seen the performance he gave in back to the future coming with just watching family ties, like that was such a different performance. That was a, just a light charismatic, energetic performance that he gave in back to the future. And then, you know, he's a smart ass, intelligent sort of sycophant in family ties. And that just sort of like was counter to what he was in back to the future. So To be like, okay, we got our guy. We got Eric Stoltz. He's shooting. It's really not working, especially not for Spielberg. And we're behind. But, like, we need to go back to Michael J. Fox. Right. And we need to go back to Michael J. Fox, who was also, like, entrenched in a TV show with a creator, rightly so, who was like, this is his job. We have him. He's under contract. He's here. Like, I'm not... I'm not jeopardizing because he's our show. I'm not jeopardizing right. ties for some movie. Right. And again, it's for Back to the Future, but he doesn't know what Back to the Future is. You know, he doesn't really care. Um, oh, from the used cars guy? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like,
0: yeah, you have Spielberg's name, but you're
1: the used cars guy, you yeah, know, or exactly. whatever. So he's like, mm, yeah, no. Because you also have to think, too, I'm like, this is my guy. This is my star. Yeah, I mean, he and definitely has
0: a little more – like, yes, we put it going up. But it was yeah. mostly like – I mean, if you're getting a call from Spielberg's company, it seems like that's going to play a little more weight than yeah. Zemeckis's company
1: or whatever. Right, and it, and it's – and and he's probably like, dude, you have Eric Stoltz. He's signed to a deal. He probably knew that. It's like, look, Stoltz is solid. Yeah. Like, he's like overselling Stoltz yeah. to them. <laughs> look,
0: Stoltz is great. Yeah.
1: And it's and there's other people like – he's like, hey, there's other people out right. there you could cast. You don't have right. to have my guy in – I don't want him showing up here groggy and just (laughs) not dialing it in. I I get it. I mean, it makes, it makes sense. Now we have such a um, ownership of back to the future. Now, you know, we sort of look at it now, like how dare you not let Michael J. Fox out for this monumental hit that resonates today. Um, But back then it was like, Oh, you want him for a movie? Me to compromise my schedule for that and maybe have him in less stuff less scenes because of that no but and that's the thing if it was single camera maybe
0: we lose him a day they're all shooting on one day yeah like i don't know if, and i pulled it up because so we won't go into it too much but it said after uh stoltz's departure um they would shoot from like 6 p.m to 2 30 a.m during fridays he would shoot from 10 p.m to 6 or 7 a.m they must have rehearsed a lot more but basically they were like all right you can have that." well basically you're done at six so 30 minutes or maybe five because yeah. you know the 30 minutes to universal hair makeup right. all that stuff you know the people on the movie that had to change their. because that's going, the thing like we're doing it for this tv idiot <coughs> like i mean it's so funny on both camps they were like oh go to your dumb space movie or whatever and then they're going we're getting a tv guy right we have to change <laughs> our like at the time not knowing what they're making right but just angry at each other for some reason and then that's somehow crazy. mad at Stoltz for not bringing it better. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why couldn't you have been better? Come on. I later. just
1: yeah, so I just take it so seriously. Yeah.
0: It just must have been like because I mean, I think what it is, I always think of like when I think of family ties and probably like his most Marty McFly stuff was definitely later. Yeah. Like the early stuff he was very stuffy. He was funny, he was very bright-eyed. And maybe that's all they were really looking for cuz Stoltz even then was an independent actor. Like, if you watch some kind of wonderful which is mainstream mm-hmm. he's still a guy that's making like you're like oh you're an independent filmmaker like he has that like air about him you know he's he's mumblecore now right like he's the guy that makes he's Indies
1: definitely indie mumblecore that kind of guy who like yeah <clears throat> Stoltz as a choice for that you know was sort of a uh, unconventional choice in that yeah he was he was more of the I'm into the craft yeah uh, indie sort of movie guy. But, like,
0: um, what was... I mean, I'll have to pull it up. What was Stoltz coming from then? Not Mask. Well, but Mask, it wasn't Mask. Mask was, like, 86. It so, seemed like Mask was later, yeah. But that definitely probably feels like when more his wheelhouse where it's like, it's serious, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the serious
1: actor. <laughs> and I think that's what it was. it was. It was like... He wasn't, like, Crispin Glover crazy. Like right. Crispin Glover didn't do... Um, didn't do Back to the Future 2 right? Because he wanted, he wanted some crazy wardrobe or something. He wanted a, like a, a tick. Or it, it was some yeah. sort of thing where he just like, you know, like almost Nick Cage, like you know, where I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this. This is what I want. And he goes into the Zemeckis, and Zemeckis like, yeah, you bring it up, okay? Yeah, and he does the exact yeah, same thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't, I don't think that the character that we already established is like that. So I don't think we should just change. Were they telling him watch family ties this yeah. week? It's kind of what we want you to do. Exactly. Well, like,
0: so basically the mask was the same year. So he got fired and did the mask in 85. Okay. So he was fired and went and did this very serious oh, movie. So God. that kind of makes sense, a Movie haunted, but he's really coming off of the wildlife. Do you remember that? It was a sort of teen comedy film, uh, oh, had, uh, uh, Chris Penn, Cameron Crowe, uh, written by.
1: Okay. Well. He
0: basically played. Oh, he basically played. Yeah. His some kind of wonderful character. Right. But it really wasn't even his film. Yeah, he I was do like that, yeah. He moved out. He moved in with Chris Penn or whatever. Like, he was like, I'm getting my own place, mom, or something like that, which I think he said in like four films. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he goes. The so they probably saw that and went, oh, he's kind of. And he had funny. Moment, So he's definitely coming. They see that going, that guy could work, yeah. you know, since we can't get the TV guy or whatever. And then, but it does kind of make sense that his next film, like he gets fired and does the math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, from there on in, it's like, oh my God.
1: It's and then, Stultz.
0: yeah, like, I mean, even his body of work, which I've always been a fan of Stoltz, like later, later on, then you got like Memphis Bell, mm-hmm. the water dance where he played, you know, a paraplegic, I believe. Uh no, Water Dance is what I said. Yeah, Water Dance is uh and then singles, Naked in New York, Killing Zoe, fucking fantastic. Pulp fiction. Of course. And then everything else is just a string of little things of like, oh yeah, I kinda remember seeing that. Like yeah. Kicking and Screaming, Two Days in the Valley, Rob Roy. That was his Rob big budget. Roy. That uh, is yeah. Do you remember him and Jerry Maguire? No. Yeah, exactly. And currently was in a movie called Larry Gay, Renegade Male Flight Attendant.
1: That's a, that's a movie.
0: That's a movie. And Oh, he did a movie called uh, Fort McCoy. For oh, you. well, hey, right, there, there you go. go. Uh, all right, before I even click on it, Larry Gay, Renegade Male Flight Attendant. I'm thinking David Spade, but it's 2015 movie came out. Oh, it could be still David Spade. Okay. <laughs> it could um, be.
1: Yeah, David Spade would would definitely Rob be. But, that whole. Wow.
0: um I, I have never even heard it. Like, and I see a lot of shitty films, which we'll get to shortly. Only one writer, so that's. What's uh, the, well, today's climate. Mike Sikowitz okay, is the writer. Don't know him. Starring, oh, he doesn't even get the main starring. So they got Stoltz on a, a walk by. Oh. <laughs> uh, Stoltz was walking by. Hey, do you want to be in our film? Yeah. Uh, Mark, Furstein. As Larry Gay, Danny Pudi, or Putty, or whatever his name is, from Community, uh, Patrick Warburton, Rebecca Romaine, Stanley Tucci, Henry Winkler,
1: just happy to be working. Henry Winkler is happy to be anywhere, really.
0: <laughs> uh, Marsha Gay Harden, Molly Shannon, Tay Diggs, Jason Alexander, Tay. Rosanna Arquette. Diggs, really? Literally the last name on the list, and it's not alphabetical or anything, just the last name. Stoltz. <laughs> He's like, "Look, if I don't have to be on it." Yeah. Uh, yeah, there that's a real film. Um wow, it's such an 80s plot. Uh flight attendant discovers the airline company is working to slash costs by having human flight attendants replaced by robots.
1: <laughs> I'm like, "I if this was 86, I would totally. I would
0: own this film." Oh, I guess I know what I'm watching.
1: Yeah. Um very gay. I think maybe Nick swartzen could be. I'm just trying to think. exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's only a year old. I don't
0: yeah, I don't quite um someone paid for that? Yeah, uh, someone did. I I literally just got stymied. I don't even know what else to It's on an Orion and MGM film. Or really? was well, mostly an Orion. MGM was the Latin distributor.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not like that makes any sense <laughs> whatsoever. You just go around yeah, uh, MGM was the Latin. Yeah, distributor. I don't I don't want to give them uh, any credit. Right. More credit than they actually deserve
0: for this film. Yeah. Hour hour and thirty nine minutes, which is always a good sweet spot yeah, for uh, films. Yeah. Um, like I wish they had the budget. Guess it's like a one point five, maybe. Yeah, that's um, wow. Sorry, Eric Stoltz. Maybe you should have come <laughs> Back to the Future. You <laughs> should have like, fought well. a little harder for the Future than you did. Uh, your career path might yeah. have been a little I'm different. D- I
1: would be curious about the trajectory. Like, go take the DeLorean, go back in time. <laughs> like, tell Stoltz, like. Doc Brown's like Marty. I mean, Eric, you got to like punch it up a little bit. He does, you know, prove Spielberg wrong. You know, releases and then see that film or don't have him
0: change and go to uh, who is it? Gary over at uh, yeah uh, Paramount. Go no, don't release him. Don't trust me. This this ruins your show and his career. Okay, they don't release him. There you
1: right. (laughs) There you go.
0: Because that way, because I want to still. I don't want Stoltz to change his performance. I want whatever he was doing the whole time. Yeah.
1: And just see where it goes. Yeah, there. I see where where it see, goes. See, now here. there's a time travel movie right there yeah, that there. we should be writing. Um
0: uh, All right, well we're going to get into I like to watch terrible films by choice. Uh, I passed up uh Shark Lake to uh How could you
1: pass up Shark
0: Lake? <laughs> um This is a real film. I will not uh I I took notes as I watched. So, okay. It was a uh Everything I watched as I went up, it was it's the new wave of mumblecore. Like the whole time I was sitting there going, how is Greta Gerwig and Mark Duplass not in this film? It was a film <laughs> of this. Smart. It came out this year. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Kristen Wig was the co-star. She had a big part, but I mean, really? she was a co-star. A uh, movie called Nasty Baby. I think I sent you the trailer to that. baby,
1: I have seen the trailer. And I've seen the trailer a few times. Still trying to unpack what what I saw. All
0: right. It is very... It's mumblecore in the sense that it just meanders. There's no point at all in this film. I don't know how it got made. Don't know what the script was. It's all about... It's uh, the lead is... The story is... The lead is a... He's an artist, but who does... uh, Oh, I... Those people that just like if you go to a museum, he might be just posing like living art or whatever. Like he had a, in the movie, he has a show where he just wants to sit on stage and pretend to be a baby. That's, that's the opening premise of this movie. And I'm all right. So he's selling his show. So you're like, okay, great. Um, I'm on board. Never learned this guy's name. I don't think they ever said his name. So I was like, okay great um so i just kept calling him guy in my notes wow. uh, mo they actually said his friend's name mo he is uh his boyfriend i believe they lived together they didn't really go into that too much is a woodworker because that's what you do uh doesn't explain who he works for mm-hmm. he just i think they had a place where they could cut wood and they thought that was a good set boyfriend's a woodworker Fantastic. Wow. We're working with what we got. Shot in New York. I actually thought it was going to be yeah, yeah. Georgia, but it was actually New York. Their friend Polly, which you don't know. So basically, the main guy, calm him guy, uh, is obsessed with having a a kid with his boyfriend or husband. They never really established that. But they want their friend Polly, Kristen Wiig gave her name, uh, to have the baby. So he's actually donated his sperm to her a few times to get her impregnated it doesn't stick his sperm counts too low then you don't find out till later so spoilers Mm -hmm. that they actually want to all raise the kid together but it's mainly the two gay guys will be raising the kid and she'll be a part of their life in this new family structure i was like okay great his sperm's too low and they're like all right well i'll ask my boyfriend to do it he's very hesitant he doesn't want to do it at all why the boyfriend doesn't want to be the one that donates the sperm so he decides to go do it and donate it, and lo and behold, Polly Christian Wig is a nurse or something that works at the clinic that he'll be donating to. So I had no idea. I was like, oh. sure, why not? It makes good storyline. Sure. Um, Polly, because it's a um, you know a mumblecore film, she gets around town on a razor scooter.
1: <laughs> Naturally. <laughs>
0: uh, I thought it was a homeless guy, but there's a crazy neighbor that always turns his leaf blower on. This is very important to the movie. Uh leaf blower on His name's Bishop They gave him a name Main guy No idea what his name is Hold through the whole movie Never learned the main guy's name Crazy guy Bishop He's kind of crazy um,
1: Bishop is an awesome name
0: And at the time Which I didn't know I was They were spending Way too much time on Bishop And I was like I guess this guy's The story now Like with most Mumblecore with Mark Duplass We're gonna go do this thing And you meander And you're at something else Gay couple wants kid Decide the other guy's better so he decides to donate the sperm. She puts it in her right there, which I'm like, but they don't show it. They just like, I'm going to do it right now. Uh, wow! Well. I don't think it works like that. I don't think you don't. I think they take eggs and I think they, I think you're doing it all wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> just, but I'm just, let's bu- do it right here. I, um, Hold on. uh, then I wrote no idea what's happening. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> 40 minutes into this going. I have no idea what's happening is so. The main guys are really upset because Bishop, the crazy guy, has his leaf blower on every day at 7 o'clock. 7 a.m. is like, oh, no, I got to go talk to him. So he goes down to talk to the crazy guy, and cops comes like, look, he's crazy. They're taking him away soon. Just Mm -hmm. let him be. Happens one more time, and then he takes the leaf blower away, and Bishop's mad. He's having a down day because, oh, he presents a little, a small video to the gallery of what his art installation, art installation, there we go, Mm -hmm. is going to be. It's called Nasty Baby. That's where you get the title. Oh, okay. So basically, it's it's a video that he put together of all his friends acting like a baby. But he goes, it's going to be this, but on stage. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't think so. I was like, but you were sold on it earlier. Like, literally, the whole premise of the opening was this show. And he's like, all right, well, maybe I'll rework it. You rework it. So he walks out. He goes to the convenience store, buy some beer. Bishop's there, losing his mind, going, you can't let this queer in here. And he's just saying, queer, and gay guy, and... He's like, just uh, whatever. Main guy just walks down the street and Bishop starts following him going, you know, I can't believe you're gay. And they're like, okay. <laughs> this is such a weird, <laughs> like, 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 the insults are pretty terrible. He has his last straw. Main guy turns with his bag of beers, clocks Bishop and hits him. And he just falls on the ground and he's dead. So I wrote, oh, they just killed Bishop. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, what's going on? So then he freaks out. He goes, he helps him up. He just has a gash on the back of his head. And I was like, so he puts him on the steps. I'm going to go get help. He runs up to his apartment. Bishop gets up magically, stumbles upstairs and goes, well, I don't know what's going on. The main guy grabs a exacto acto knife, cuts his throat, then throws him in the bathtub. And it was like, oh, I did not see this coming. This movie has taken a, uh, a random turn. Wow. Uh, Mo, the boyfriend, and Polly, the friend, show up uh, to tell the guy after apparently one week she's pregnant. Which I mean, I was like, I don't think it works like that. I go, I'm not smart, and I don't, <laughs> I don't try to like, oh, God, buy into movie logic or whatever. I was like, sure, you're pregnant now, great. They were gonna surprise him. They come home, find Bishop dead in the t- or dying in the tub. They're like, well, we can't call the cops. And I'm, at that point, I'm like, why? Just call the cops. He he's homeless. They know he's crazy. He right. came into your apartment. He was attacking you. You you have an out. You literally have an out with this. Right. He's like, no, we can't. So, he goes in there and puts a bag over Bishop's head and kills him. Great. So, now he's... Now he's dead. Bishop's dead. So, Moe and the guy uh, throw Bishop in the back of the car, take him out to a friend's farm, because everyone has a farm in New York. Of course. They dig a ditch, throw Bishop in there, and light him on fire. They just wow. watch him burn. They come home. I think he showers or whatever. They both crawl into bed, Moe they wake up Polly's asleep in the bed as well they're all they just kind of wake up and don't say anything credits <laughs> <laughs> No way. and then the worst part about the film is the credits are rolling back to our end song thing yeah credits are rolling the music's way too upbeat for the credits then it shows vignettes of them at a roller rink uh you know rollerblading and uh, roller uh, just roller skating around a rink with kind of upbeat music as the credits play <laughs> wow um out of nowhere and i just my last note on that was fuck you <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> appropriate note
0: wow uh, and once again i'm not uh i don't even have it up i don't know the guy's name i haven't made a film getting a film is making a film's hard writing a film i get it not slighting the fact that this guy was lucky enough to get his film made. But what the fuck. Uh, yeah. it, hey, yeah. it just, I think what it was is it, it led to that moment. It reminded me vaguely of Shallow Grave with Ewan McGregor where I think they, in Shallow Grave, from what I remember, it's Ewan McGregor, Christopher Eccleston, and a girl. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They decide to get a fourth roommate. It's this dodgy guy. They come home one day and he's been murdered. Like, I mean, and then they find a bag of cash, and they're like, we should keep the cash, but we should call the cops. And they're like, well, no, because then they'll want to know what's going on. So they draw straws on who's going to cut up the dead guy and incinerate him. But it it plays because the whole movie's one dark tone. Mm -hmm. And then it's basically Christopher Eccleston drew this short straw, so he had to basically bone saw this guy, and they... Because one of them worked at a hospital, so they incinerated the body. I was like, well, oh, that's pretty good, but he goes crazy because he did that act. But the whole movie plays to that, and it doesn't end on a beat note at a roller rink. So, like, that was my first thought. So it starts off as this mumble core and I was like, okay, it's very much just Mark Duplos. And from what you remember from the trailer, remember, like, it starts off on that yeah, almost that same I remember tone. That, yeah. The trailer, I guess, is the best representation of the movie because it starts off, "We want to have a kid," and then it goes to these weird, fast cuts to this really techno music, and you are like, "I don't know what this movie's about." Yeah, and then it goes really dark, and I am like, "What?
1: How did that?" And I am like, "But okay, they don't show you what goes movie. dark, but it just
0: seems like it goes dark." So you are like, "What's going on?" Yeah,
1: You still don't know what's going on.
0: Still don't. I mean, literally, it's they wake up. There is no repercussions, so they wake up. And then the movie's over. And then all of a sudden I went, okay. I even had enough time to just write, um, you know, fuck you. And then I was about to, like, stop the movie. Music's playing. I'm like, I can't believe this is the music. And then it cuts to, like, these bonus Marvel scenes almost of them at a roller rink just having a good time <laughs> going around with other people. It's not like they're doing it somberly. Like, they're the only ones. there. Right. no like, oh, shit, this is really going to affect them. No, this was them. Hey, let's go have a good time. We just killed someone. I don't – And that was the credits. That was the end credit. That wasn't even part of the movie. That was the bonus part of the, the wow. movie.
1: Jeez, I don't <clears throat> I don't know what to make of any of that. I mean it's just – did you feel like you were wasting your time? Oh, I
0: always do uh, every time when I wa- – unless I'm watching Steven Seagal and then I always feel like I've, well, I've rewarded know. myself a little you bit. got you know, to do that. I just think what it was is like I don't know what the original premise was. Like I don't understand how they sold it. Did they sell them with this premise? Is it like, oh, three friends accidentally cover up a murder? Oh, well, that's interesting. Or, no, it's three people. It's topical because you have a single woman, a gay couple. Uh, Mo is uh, African American. The mm-hmm. other guy's French. So it was like, wow, diversity. So right. I'm selling my diversified mumblecore film, but that gets really dark. There's motivation on why he hit them because he's fed up from his art installation not going through and this crazy guy's just you know racial or not racial uh, just like uh gay mm-hmm. after that so he just loses it but then there's no reason there's no motivation like i don't understand what why these people exist and i don't know how you sell and it's like Kristen wig really this yeah. was your right exactly.
1: <laughs> this is where you went
0: yeah okay so I guess the star, I didn't look anything up. I thought it'd be a surprise. So the writer, director, and star is the same person, uh, Sebastian Silva. Huh. He did a movie. Oh, this makes sense. He did well. He did a movie, The Maid, which I didn't see, but I heard was really weird, uh, French film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did um, another film. I saw Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus.
1: Oh, with um, uh, Michael Sarah. Yes. Yeah. That one. Oh, it was him. What? It was him who did this movie. Yeah. That one makes sense. Like
0: Crystal Fairy, like that's Mumblecore to the, that's that's the new gen Mumblecore because that actually had a point. Like the whole point was Michael Cera's character wanted to get a cactus so he could do um, what is the drug you make from cactus? I'm not a very good. Uh,
1: I uh, I can't remember. I, I know they mescaline? did. Mescaline? Yeah, is it? yeah no, they is just, that? I think it was mescaline.
0: Uh, okay, so we'll go Mexico. So, but I,
1: yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, his point was to get. He wanted to go. I think maybe even to Mexico, or maybe he was in Mexico. He wanted to get this to go on the beach and do a drug. They run into. I think they call her Crystal Fairy or whatever, which is. Um,
1: well, actually, I think it's Argentina or something like
0: that. Oh, maybe that's it. Uh, Gabby Hoffman plays Crystal Fairy. Yes. Uh, and they run into. Oh, that's Sebastian uh, Silva's in it. I had no idea. I don't. But, once again, that was it. Like, the whole point of that movie was to go get do drugs. That's what they did in the end. Yeah. That's it. There was no anything. That was that what that whole movie was. Well, I don't think there
1: was a script. I think they just sort of he went there wanting to make something about that. And I think they did some of those drugs. Oh, okay. Drugs, and just to see what would happen and shot. And...
0: That would have made more sense on Nasty Baby. We did yeah. some drugs yeah. and we made a film. I would have been... I was more angry I saw Nasty Baby than I did Crystal Fairy. Crystal yeah. Fairy is like... That make those are the movies where it's like, I can make a movie. Yeah. I could do this. I yeah. could totally do this. NASBAV is like, I'd be angry if I turned that in. Because I had Kristen Wig. Like, yeah. I actually had a i mean Michael Sarah's a real actor and Gabby yeah. Hoffman's really good, but like I got her. Like at she chose to do this film after Bridesmaids and maybe during ghost I don't know. Like I don't know when it was actually shot or whatever. So yeah. like this was something, is she friends with this guy? Like, I need more information. <laughs> Like you know that you yeah. know yeah I mean?
1: wow I, that that's, that's crazy that this story where it just just goes somewhere where you're just like I don't know where you're taking me but it just doesn't seem like this is where the story would go or even like you know everything doesn't have to fall into a, a natural pattern exactly anyway. exactly but just there's just no sort of rhyme or reason and then at all and then. Which is which, again, can be fine if there's some sort of something behind it, right? But then, then it's credits. I, I don't.
0: The credits, I think, were the thing that threw me. The mo- I'll give anything that just decided we killed and We woke up credits. Okay, I can speculate that they're miserable now. Like she's pregnant now. Yeah. They have their whole life to think about this moment. Yeah. But then the roller rink. Thing makes no because that wasn't anything that was in the beginning of the film it wasn't like that's the connective tissue of like they had a bad day they went roller rinking i don't like a roller rinking i don't think it's actually a term uh they go roller skating or whatever so then that would have made sense like they're going trying to be normal like that's them trying to be this is what they do that's the thing they do because it helps them clear their mind or something it was just in the end credits So I was like, okay. Once again, he made his film. He got a movie made. I mean, it's hard. And I saw trailers for it. So it's not like one of those things where, like I was mentioning earlier, Shark Lake with Dolph Lundgren. I didn't see any trailers for Shark Lake. Shark Lake just appeared on Netflix. Like (laughs) that's one of those movies that just appeared like most of the Seagull films or even Nick Cage. Oh, that movie just appeared. Like I saw an Baby going, oh, I'm intrigued. That trailer looks really weird. You know, this is a real film
1: yeah this is true exactly. and, you know he had like actors in it and, right you know it was
0: <laughs> and that's the thing no one was bad in it everyone was really good in the movie but it was just there was no like i just don't know like if you're watching it and when you're done going so what was the point i mean not like anything has to have a point you don't right. have like it's not like you, i'm trying to follow this structure but when you have nothing for me to even grasp like i was like that thing of like trying to grab like, right, right. oh that's what this means and I was like no that no the fact that I don't even know like and I just watched this movie so the fact that I don't even know the lead guy's name just tells you there it's like you didn't even say yeah. it like <laughs> you didn't say it or that wasn't enough for me to like you weren't strong enough for me to follow you on this journey right wow
1: what what, what an experience you had for all of us I was so we don't have to
0: I I'll never slight anyone for making a film Like I mean, I may or may not like the film, and that film may that might have won an award somewhere, and I'm totally okay with that. But just have a point to your movie. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I, you know, there's there's only so many hours in a day. I do get a little annoyed and mad when I watch something that I'm like, I why did I waste my time watching that? And um, I don't know why it's movies especially. It's it's maybe it's because I know that. There's so many chances to really get it right. Um, you know, in this particular movie that you saw, I may walk away with at least, like you said, the cast was was good in it. Right. So at least I can walk away with. Well, they were. You know, I they they were really they were uh, very good actors doing a very right. good job. I didn't care for the movie, but I could appreciate that. Right. You know, I could take that away from it. But from what you're describing. You know, it's like I, I, I kind of have to believe that, like you said, why does this movie exist? Why did you – you could shoot a movie about anything. Right. Why did you – maybe <clears> – <throat> why did you make it about this? And maybe it, you were saying something that I just didn't get. Right. I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like if it had felt like a passion project,
0: I might have been more on board. Like, yeah. oh, this person made a passion project. I didn't like it, but that doesn't mean – he didn't make it for me then you know it's like but i didn't feel like this was a passion project this was a just a movie you know just like okay and it's like just being in tv um zero movie experience in making them they take a lot of work just i mean you just put basically tv like if you do a one hour show or something mm-hmm. like that single camera one hour show now just imagine doing that your whole season but it's one movie yeah basically it's like all right at the end of our 13 episodes I, we basically made one film, you know, and that t- it's so much work, and it's like, you got people's money for this, you know, or something. I think that's what it is like when it's more of like the indies. This right. was your chance. Not like your next movie, it's like you're hoping to get a Marvel film or something. It's right. just sort of like, this was your chance to do something, I guess, and you had a star. You can go out and make a little, and maybe I'll, I'll watch it, and it's like, oh my god, Shark Lake. Watch. I'll end up watching like Shark Lake and liking it a lot more, because right. I think I know what I'm in for.
1: Yeah. There's going to be that's a
0: familiar. shark and a lake, and... I think Dolph London's in it, and I'm guessing he kills the shark in the lake. That's the thing. It's like with the Seagull films. I know what I'm getting out of Steven Sagol in Romania, where apparently <laughs> that's the, the only place he makes his films yeah. now. All right. Well, we were going to talk about uh, Southland Tales, but we'll have to save that for uh, another so. time, speaking of The Rock. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. This is Robert.
1: This is John. Take it easy.